0: Somebody just told me that last week when the guy said lemon, it sounded just like me. I don't know if that was a compliment or not, but uh, <laughs> if we continue to work through the fruit of the Spirit and uh how we can produce the fruit of the Spirit, I want to remind you the purpose of this series is not just to learn the song. I'm, I'm glad you're picking up on it, but I don't want you just to just leave here humming that. I want you to see how you can experience God through the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, one of the things I've been saying lately is that the next 10 years here at Huntsville Christian Church are going to be like our first 10 years as a church in this community. And I believe that if we're to impact this community, if we're to impact our community for the Lord, that we first have to learn to experience God ourselves. We've talked over the last few weeks about how we can experience God through love, joy, peace, patience, and today we're going to talk about experiencing God through the fruit of the Spirit that is kindness. Now that sounds simple, because all things start off sounding simple, but what is kindness? Can we really change our community by implementing the fruit of the Spirit that is kindness here at Huntsville Christian Church and in our community? And how can we experience God through kindness? And those are all good questions, and we're going to answer those today. So starting right off the bat, what is kindness? Being kind is a way of living life that gives, that keeps giving long after the kind thoughts or words or actions have taken place. Kindness is a force without force, and it goes well beyond manners. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It goes beyond that. It goes to the very heart of how people respect and treat one another. You see, being kind, it's a vital way of making our own lives and the lives of others more meaningful than what they were or are. Being kind allows us to communicate better with others. It allows us to be more self-compassionate and being kind allows us to be a positive force in someone else's life. Kindness has its true source deep within you. And while some people are naturally kind, the spirit of kindness is something that everyone can cultivate if we choose to do so. My prayer is... That here at Huntsville Christian Church, we will all desire to cultivate the spirit of kindness in our lives. And that the message today will challenge you to begin or to continue to develop the fruit of the spirit that is kindness in your life this week. Will you pray with me? Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for, first off, your kindness to us. Um, I thank you that you give us opportunities for kindness. I thank you that... um, that we're able to be here where we can learn more about it, where we can open up your word, where we can apply it to our lives, where we can begin to experience you through not just the fruit of the spirit, but, but through your word. I pray, Lord, as, as we look at what it is to be kind and how we can change and, and impact our community through kindness for your glory, that, that, that something will resonate with us today from your word, that we'll want to leave here differently than how we came. I pray that what we do will, will honor you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles, if you will, to Romans chapter 2. We're going to get there in just a second. And I asked myself this question right here. Can we really change our community by implementing the fruit of the Spirit that is kindness? I thought, you know, there's only one place to find the answer to a question like that. So I sat down and I went straight to YouTube. And I searched kindness on YouTube. And I spent about three hours there being overwhelmed. Let me tell you, I have to be honest with you, I have to confess, my usual trips to YouTube are to see people fall while ice skating and other morale-building experiences um, like that. But this was not that time. The videos that I watched about kindness, they, they, just, they were almost overwhelming. They just blew me away. Stories of, of people uh, being kind and reaching out to storm victims, Teachers encouraging students who were having a rough time at life. Students encouraging teachers who were, who were battling a disease. One of the most touching displays of kindness that I saw about um, w- w- it happened like this. There were um, statements given. It was a courtroom setting and, and these families from 49 different families, people from 49 different families were allowed the opportunity to, to give a statement, to say something to a serial killer. Who, who killed their loved one, okay? 49 different families. And one by one, they stood before this man who took the life of their family member and they told him how he had hurt them, how they hated him for what they had done, how, how they, were, they were positive that when he died, he would go to hell and that's where he belonged. Person after person was saying this. And then this man named Robert Rule, a man who, uh, as I got into the story, he works as a department store Santa Claus, had his chance to speak, And in the middle of all this condemnation, he spoke with what the news reporter called a dose of human kindness. And he said this to the killer. The man's name was Ridgway. And he said, Mr. Ridgway, there are people who hate you here. I am not one of them. Rule said to him, I forgive you for what you have done. You have made it difficult for me to live up to what I believe and what God says to do. And that is to forgive and he doesn't say to forgive certain people. He says to forgive all. So, Mr. Ridgway, you, sir, are forgiven. In that video, this stoic, emotionless serial killer named Ridgway begins for the first time as I watched, it's about a five or six minute video, he begins to break down and he begins to cry at this, at this offering of kindness, at this offering of forgiveness. Mr. Rule said in an interview later, he said he believes that Ridgway's tears were genuine, but he doesn't believe that they showed any depth of understanding about what he'd actually done over the course of like the last 12 years to those people. Um, but, you know, kindness comes in many ways. Not all of them start out with feel-good opportunities. Not all, all the, the things I saw. There were two third-grade boys, one with leukemia, one who was healthy. The boy with leukemia started to lose his hair, and his buddy went and shaved his head so they could go to school together. you wouldn't be the only kid. Similar story, there were two girls who were a little older, and this may shock you. Uh, they were in middle school, and the one without leukemia shaved her head so that her friend wouldn't be the only girl in school who was bald. That's pretty awesome. She got suspended. Gasp! The school rule in middle school was no one can shave their head. It's a stigma. It's a social thing. Nobody can shave it. This girl gets suspended from school, Because she didn't want her friend to be the only one with a a bald head. And because she shaved her head, she got suspended. Now, you want to talk about kindness changing a community. The whole community rallies around these two little girls. They're like going at the school board. They're going to the news. They all get involved. They write this letter. And and it's like the whole community is rallying around these two girls. And finally, the school board submits a a letter to the news and, and to the world that says they're commending the girl. And they stated how an act of kindness can sometimes overrule the rules that are in place. Hmm, could have avoided five weeks of social crazy uh, real quick. But, you know, in all that, it was very difficult for me to settle in on a video to share with you that puts a solid handle on experiencing God through kindness. And, and this video that I'm gonna share with you today was actually, it was shared with me by someone because they knew I was searching for kindness. Um, and not searching for kindness, but searching for videos about kindness. I want you to listen closely when you watch this. There's a, there's a student here. Uh, he's a basketball player. His, his letter is number 22. And, and I want you to listen to what he says in the interview. And you may want to get a tissue. Okay. Go ahead and play that. You know, it's funny how kindness is contagious. The coach had a plan. Put Mitchell in and let him play the game he loves no matter what the outcome. He was willing to sacrifice a win so that this kid could play basketball with a team that he loves. He wanted his team manager to have a moment on the court to live a dream, and he didn't tell anyone that. That in and of itself was a great act of random kindness. Just that alone. But as you saw what happened next... Jonathan, number 22 from the other team, he sees what's going on, and he calls Mitchell's name, and he inbounds the ball to him. Mitchell was just happy that he got to play, and here he gets to make the last second shot of the game. Even though it wasn't the game-winning shot, it was a life-moment winning shot. Mitchell's coach and number 22 from the other team taught two schools and a whole community a lifelong lesson about kindness. Can we really change our community by implementing the fruit of the Spirit that is kindness? I think so. Question is, are you, are you willing to do it? Because you have to put yourself out there. You have to take risks. In some high schools, that could have cost a coach's job for losing a game. I don't know what their record was. But you've got to take risks when it comes to being kind. But you know, at, at its most basic, kindness is about caring genuinely for other people around you wanting the best for them and recognizing in them the same wants needs and aspirations that you have or maybe that you had as you were younger kindness it's it's warm it's resilient it's patient it's trusting it's loyal and it's grateful it's not judgmental kindness is not deceitful it's not self-seeking it's not rude it's not arrogant it will actually lead you away from those things when you give yourself into the spirit of kindness Romans chapter 2, verses 1 through 4 says, Therefore you have no excuse. Every one of you who passes judgment, for in that which you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. And we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things. But do you suppose this, O man? When you pass judgment on those who practice such things and do the same for yourself... That you will escape the judgment of God. Pay attention to verse 4. Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and tolerance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? Not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance. You see, when, when we begin to experience the spirit of kindness, we will experience God. The kindness of God leads you to repentance. God is patient with us. I shared that with you last week. He doesn't want anyone to perish. And so a day to him is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day and his patience and his kindness are the reason for that. His kindness leads to repentance. Listen, whether you are a Christian or not, God wants you to repent because of his kindness, not because of his wrath. What is God's kindness? God's kindness is Christ and him crucified for us, for our sins, for our shortcomings. The gospel of Jesus Christ is a gospel of love and grace. It is a gospel of kindness that we are called to share, not only in our community, but everywhere we go. I've looked through and I've looked at other religions along the years, and none of them have a God that sacrificed his own son so that we could be saved. Some of them are just the opposite. They require sacrifices so that you can be deemed worthy to maybe get a blessing from them. They offer many opportunities, maybe uh, some religions for you to reincarnate, And and to continue living life in different forms until you get it right. And then when you do get it right, you get to look down on all the people who are still trying to get it right and figure it out. And that sounds more like a bad version of that movie Groundhog Day to me than something about kindness that I'd want to experience. Other religious gods, in my opinion, they're based on fear. They're based on domineering. Our God says that he wants his kindness to lead to our repentance. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter three. As you're turning there, I want to remind you something. Our sins are bought and paid for through the kindness of God, by the sacrifice and the resurrection of his son, not by anything that we have done or anything that we can do. We are called to reflect that, though. We are called to reflect that kindness. We are called to reflect that love to those around us. Do you guys remember Micah from the Old Testament? He, he doesn't get a whole lot of airtime usually. But I wanted to share with you some thoughts from Charles Swindle. He had a book that was called The Finishing Touch. He still has it. Um, it's called The Finishing <laughs> Touch. Sorry. He writes in this book, he says, The ancient prophet Micah isn't exactly a household name. And that's too bad because though obscure, the man had his stuff together. It seems that he was eclipsed by a much more famous um, prophet named Isaiah who ministered among the elite. But Micah took God's message to the streets. Micah states exactly what many to this day wonder about pleasing God. You see, sometimes teachers and preachers and and religious people, we make it difficult. Uh, We we make it so sacrificial, so complicated, so just extremely difficult uh, to them. It seems like, you know, God is just virtually impossible to please. So religion in our culture has become a series of long drawn out, painful acts designed to appease this deity who, who is just upset. And takes the light in watching us squirm. And that's what our, our world, that's the light our world shines on religion and on God. But Micah, he erases these things from that whole list. And he replaces the complicated possibilities with one of the best definitions of simple faith. Micah 6, eight. you can write that down. Micah 6.8, he has told you, O oh man, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? You see, God doesn't look for big time external displays. What is required? Do justice. Love kindness. And walk humbly with your God. But how do we do that? How do we do justice? How do we how do we love kindness? How do we walk humbly with our God? That's why I told you to turn to Colossians chapter three, verses one through seventeen. Colossians 3 1 through 7, or yeah 1 through17 there's a good thought there on how we can do justice, love kindness and walk humbly with our God. starts right off put on the new self therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth when Christ Excuse me. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ who is our life is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Therefore consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which amounts to idolatry. For it is because of these things that the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience. And in them you also once walked when you were living in them. But now you also put them all aside. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices and have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Verse 11. A renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, and free man. But Christ is all and in all. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Verse 16, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. If you're wondering how to experience God through kindness, I would encourage you every day this week to spend the first 10 minutes of your day reading Colossians 3, 1 through 17. I want to challenge you to do that. Every morning when you get up, before you leave the house, you read Colossians 3, 1 through 17. I think think we've done a good job in answering the questions today. What is kindness? And can we really change our community by implementing the fruit of the Spirit that is kindness? I think we've even answered the question well of how we can experience God through kindness. You see, when I read through these verses that I've shared with you today, when I see the videos of others who have been touched by a life and an act of random kindness, when I really start looking at what we've talked about with the fruit of the Spirit, love and joy, peace and patience and kindness, I get excited about what our future is going to look like. How, how we can do things in the next 10 years like they're our first 10 years simply by making sure that we implement things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. When we live out the fruit of the Spirit in our individual lives, we will experience God. And when we're experiencing God through the fruit of the Spirit, we really can change our community. We really can change our state. We really can change our world. And these things encourage me when I look at how we need to love boldly and connect unselfishly with the people in our community. How when we follow these examples in scripture, we apply them to our lives. How we should develop within us a desire to serve others humbly, to share unconditionally the word of God and to maintain unity. I appreciate Luke chapter six, verse 35. It says, for he himself, talking about God, is kind to ungrateful and evil men. He himself is kind to ungrateful and evil men. If that were the only verse in the Bible about kindness, it would be enough for me to desire the attitude of kindness in my life to the people around me. How about you? What will it take for you to experience God? Not just through the fruit of the Spirit, but I mean to really experience God in your life. Because before we get to experience him through the fruit of the Spirit or anything else that we've talked about in this past year, you have to surrender yourself to him. If you haven't done that, you're not gonna experience God. He has to be first. He has to be most. He has to be best. You have to surrender yourself to him. Are you ready to do that? For some of you, it's time to surrender to God and make his son the Lord of your life and your savior. If you wanna experience God, it's time to stop trying to save yourself and come and experience him at the waters of baptism. How about you, Christian? Have you been struggling with truly giving yourself to God daily? I think sometimes we get to be like King David. You remember King David? He was a man after God's own heart, but he also took a moment and he looked around and he, he counted himself more worthy than he was at all the things he had acquired and all the things he had accomplished. And I think we do that. We look around at all the good things we've done in life and, and, and we begin to think that we did it on our own and we forget the times of God's providence and his blessings in our lives. We need to repent. We need to rededicate. We need to reestablish our accountabilities with people and with God. Folks, the elders are here. If you want to pray with them or if you want to talk about some some of that stuff with them, how do you get going on that? Whatever your response is today for God's word, I pray that you will make the first move towards your own personal revival. I pray that, that you will begin to experience God in your life again or continue to experience him in ways that you haven't. Will you please stand and sing with us now and and respond to his word. It's been great to worship with you all this week, and now it's time to go. But as you go this week, remember, when it comes to things like experiencing God through the fruit of the Spirit and bringing change to our community for his glory, you get out of it what you put into it. Every video I watched on YouTube, you could see how the person who was initiating the kindness was getting just as much in return, if not more, encouragement out of that one act of random kindness. The way I figure it, there are roughly 130 people in this room right now. Imagine the ripple effect in our community of starting today, as soon as you leave here, and every day this week, every one of us does one act of random kindness for someone that we don't know. Buy a meal. Tip generously today at lunch. And I don't mean add a buck. I mean throw down something that will make your server know they just caught a glimpse of Jesus. A little bit of kindness. Leave them a note. Take your neighbor's trash bin back up to their house. When it's empty, not when it's full. (laughs) But whatever you do, think about that. 130 people times five. One act of kindness for somebody you don't know every day this week could really have a ripple effect in our community. Think about that. I'm sure if you begin to do these things, you'll begin to experience God through kindness this week. Who knows? You may change someone's whole perspective on life. I want to encourage you as we sing this last song to go out and take up that challenge. Have a great week.